1: We've got your mailbag questions all answered 100% correctly or, and this is important, your money back. And the Rays, of course, they win at least one game in Chicago. Very exciting, 4-3 to three in the afternoon tilt to at least avoid a series sweep in that one. All of that coming up, but first, Tom Brady, Raiders quarterback. Who? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can't get rid of him. Uh, I know that everybody thinks he's going to become, at some point, we expect a minority owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. But wait, there's more. So this started, I think, uh, with TMZ and then later Pro Football Talk confirmed this. As it turns out, Tom Brady doesn't need unanimous consent from all 32 owners should he choose to return to the playing field couple things here that would be if he in fact had executed a contract to become a minority owner which there is no evidence of yet okay it's been stated that that's the intention but we haven't seen anything so if he if he were to do that the question has been could tom brady then play for the raiders because as we know jimmy garoppolo turns out he had ankle surgery they couldn't guarantee you give him all the guarantees in his deal they had to rework some stuff and everybody's like, mm-hmm, Tom Brady's going to be your quarterback in Las Vegas. Not so fast, my friend, as uh, Lee Corso would say. Because the belief was that the owners in the National Football League, the other 31, would have to approve it, like, unanimously. Well, it turns out it's not unanimous. The NFL, speaking to Pro Football Talks, said, no, no, you just need to have 24 of the 32 say yes. If nine say no, now you got a problem. You can't quarterback. Now this is all assuming he were to go through and then in fact become a minority owner. So we can get to that in a second, but doesn't it seem a little more likely that you wouldn't have nine no's as opposed to unanimous consent? But I still think it
2: would be hard to get 24 owners just say yes. And and okay. here's here's my point. Mhm. And we don't know what the salary cap implications would be first of all. But, right. Mm-hmm. Do owners the next big contract that comes up. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. When Patrick Mahomes right. comes Patrick up Mahomes. again. You know, whatever quarterbacks, particularly quarterbacks come the up. The next guy. Mhm. Do you want the negotiations to start with ownership share? Well, it's a fair question. And are there nine owners that are willing to say, I don't want that to be part of the discussion period ever.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah. So no. I, you, yeah. My answer to that is there probably are at least nine owners that don't want that to be a carrot. Um, if, if in fact that would be a thing, I suppose it could be, there's definitely some salary cap ramifications and, and, um, uh, they've been written about, I guess, online a little bit about that. Well, I, I think it some... depends
2: on were you given shares or did you buy them? Did you buy them at yeah. the fair market value or did you get a discount? And that would all impact salary cap is what
1: salary cap. Andrew That's Brandt right.
2: and others have talked about. Apparently, this was looked into 10 years ago with Peyton Manning.
1: When he was leaving Indianapolis, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. And there was talk of him wanting some ownership shares and and, and how that would work out. It never came to fruition right. for whatever reason, but this isn't right. the first time it's been looked at. At least,
1: yeah. I I also think, and I've heard them raise this. I think I think it was on the Dan Patrick show, one of the shows I was listening to. Um, that there's sort of a competitive disadvantage if you have someone in your ownership group, and and who would right, but but there might be others, um, who. Is in effect an extra player, right? Like, you know, there, there's you know, Tom Brady would not be eating up any portions of the salary cap until or unless he decided to unretire. but he's keenly aware of everything, right? Like, he knows the team, um, he knows what their salary cap situation would be to have access to all that information, and he'd be uniquely positioned as would the Raiders or anybody that would have him, um to know how and when and how much um he can then become active to help his team it's like carrying an extra player but in this case not just an extra player but the greatest quarterback of all time that seems like a circumvention too of roster limits you know like yeah we got this quarterback he's really really good he just happens to be an owner um and as soon as the guy downstairs you know can't get off the ground we're going to bring him we're going to bring him out of the booth and he's going to lead us to the super bowl so there's a little bit of a competitive schism there, too, I think. Here's what I think I think, is Peter King would say. Here's what I think I think. I think Brady loves this. I think whether he ever plays again or not, Tom Brady loves people talking about Tom Brady. I really do believe that. Uh, and especially when it's about playing quarterback, right? And there might even be a little tinge of, he's 45. We're going to be 46. I don't don't know if he could do this still. Like, you know, he's retired. Like, there's always going to be, because he's always the man in the arena, this little bit of, I'll show them, you know. I mean, why did he play? Goodness gracious. Wasn't five rings enough, six rings enough? No, he needed to win seven. And so, you know, at age 43, he came to Tampa Bay and he won his seventh. And then he tried to win his eighth and retired, and that wasn't good enough and unretired and tried to win it again. And so he didn't. And now he's retired again. Is this really it? And we won't know that until a full, at least one full, and I want to emphasize the word full season goes by without Tom Brady on an NFL field. I'm not convinced that will happen. I think. It, it, in my mind it seems like it's more likely to happen that he will stay retired than not. And and the biggest reason I think is is personal, not professional. He said it when he retired this second time. He's he look, I know I can play. You know, I know I'm better than, you know, more than half of the quarterbacks out there. Um, it's not a question of whether I could. It's kind of whether I should. And, you know, just kind of reached a point and then, you know, then getting beyond the professional, there's the personal where the custody issues are such, I believe, and I'm, I don't know this for a fact, but, you know, I mean, him and Giselle kind of are going to share custody. I believe their kids are going to go to school at a real school in Miami. They were homeschooled in Tampa. Um, and so, therefore, if, if, if it's two weeks on, two weeks off, how do you then play someplace other than Miami and still manage to, to hold up your end of the bargain when it comes to shared custody. So there's a lot of things that are important, more important than football to him or so he has consistently said. However, who says it's going to be for a full season? Who says it wouldn't just be for a playoff run? Um, These are the things we don't know. I won't be convinced that he won't pull the trigger on coming back until the, until the season is over, you know, because if this was a year ago and the San Francisco 49ers lost all their quarterbacks and they needed him to play with that team in a championship game, I I don't know that he wouldn't do it. And so, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Um, But this is sort of the deal that I think Brady was waiting or trying to do as far back as when he played the playoff game against the Eagles after he won the Super Bowl the next year, and that's where the tampering charges came with Miami – is it was calling around or his representatives on his behalf saying, give me a partial ownership stake and I'll do whatever you want. You want me in the free office front office? Fine. You want me to play quarterback? Sure. I could do that for you too, for a year. And again, all these rules and votes and and things like that, they can circumvent that so long as he, you know, no one has signed a contract that's filed with the NFL. Um, There's a reason he's taking this gap year. And and maybe it's just to spend time with the kids and get his life settled outside of football and not jump right back into the booth. and That all could be part of it, uh, or maybe all of it. But Tom Brady is always going to listen to opportunity because he gets so much opportunity that people don't even ever aware of that he turns down, but it keeps flying at him in an opportunity to play. And look where we're talking about. We're talking about Josh McDaniels. He could walk in there tomorrow, know the verbiage, know everything. You know, there's no adjustment for him. It's, it's, it's what he did for 20 years in new England. So there's so much about it that, that seemed like a nice fit. And yet it's across the country, um, you know, he's gonna be forty six in October. Like there's so many things and his children now in Miami that you want to believe that okay, he really did retire. And yet the 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 buzz will never go away. I don't think it bothers him that that people are talking about him playing again. I really don't. The only bad publicity is no publicity at all. <laughs> That's right. When they stop talking about you, you're probably dead. Look, he's got a movie right? company, he's got an <laughs> apparel brand. It's the more people yeah. talk about
2: him, the better yeah. it is for
1: business. No question. And business is good. And it he's got a chip on
2: his shoulder. Always has. That's,
1: that's right. So if it, if, yeah. if most people
2: still think he's better than every other quarterback, including Jimmy Garoppolo, who potentially Belichick <laughs> wanted to keep over Tom Brady. Yeah, that's right.
1: I'm, I'm sure feel, he doesn't dislike G Yeah. I, I kind of feel for Jimmy G because he's a nice guy, but he can't stay healthy worth a damn. He hasn't in the last what, five out of seven years he's been completely injured. um, But, like, just to go to work there every day, you know, it kind of reminds me, like, you remember the movie 61? It was about Roger Maris chasing Babe Ruth's home run record or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and Mickey Mantle and him were kind of, like, you know, going back and forth with home runs and stuff. And Mantle, I think it was Mantle, says to Maris, says, I hate this place, the, the blankety-blank ghosts are just... They're everywhere. They're just, they're just everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, Jimmy Garoppolo goes to work in Las Vegas whenever he's able to get on the football field. And no matter what day that is or what he does, he is not the best quarterback in that organization. It's the guy upstairs. And that's got to be awful for him. Because the GOAT is scrutinizing every throw. He's chomping at the bit to come down and play and rip the helmet off of you and put it on his own head like, that's going to be a really weird dynamic, I think. And I'm not saying that Brady will be, like, you know, sort of uber aggressive about it or even passive aggressive about it, but, like, it's just a reality, you know? Well, I wonder
2: Did what was, I wonder what it was right? like when, and in, 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 this happens in baseball more than anything, but, you know, Pete Rose was a player manager. Oh. And there were others in baseball history, too. Yeah. But, I mean, that dynamic's got to be weird, too.
1: It does, especially when he's he's making the lineup and batting himself first or, you know, whatever. And betting on the team. You know, and and betting on the team. <laughs> that was uncomfortable. Never bet him to lose, though. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm sure that, you know, like I said, it's it's hard to chase ghosts. I mean, it's just you know, the greatest, greatest of the game, you know, and, and he's going to be in that organization, which is weird to begin with because – I mean, really, the Raiders, he changed the whole – we've talked about this. He changed the whole fortune of trajectory of two franchises with the tuck rule. Mm-hmm. You know, that call goes the other way. Who knows? Well, there's probably um, no Tom
2: Brady because Drew Bledsoe is probably the quarterback for the Patriots Drew, the next season.
1: For the next season. And, and John Gruden doesn't come to Tampa and win a Super Bowl, and the Raiders mm-hmm. win it the next year instead because he stays in o- Oakland. or Yeah, I mean, it's just the whole sliding doors thing. But, um, but there he is. You know, he, he's – he supposedly is going to eventually become a minority owner if not a quarterback before that but a little bit of good reporting there by florio got this from the league that in fact you don't need unanimous consent from other owners you would just need uh, 24 of the 32 uh owners which means the nine nine no votes could kill it so my thing is show me the contract where it says that he is in fact part of part of mark davis's group and until somebody produces that, he's just a free agent, man. He's like any other free agent out there, you know, like Zeke Elliott. He's just a dude that you can sign, put on your club tomorrow. And Are you saying you know, Zeke
2: Elliott wants ownership in the Bucks to come play here?
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, relatively speaking, I mean, he thinks he can make $12 million somewhere. I got news for him. Even, Even his ex-coach said that, you know, that's the problem with Zeke is that He's been a twelve million dollar running back, and now he's probably a three or four million dollar running back. Who's going to tell him? <laughs> but the league's already told him because he's not getting any offers in that in that nosebleed section. So he's going to have to decide: is it worth it to him? And that's where a lot of players get when they still got something in the tank. But it's like: what am I willing to go through physically and mentally and move my family or move myself and incur that expense just to hang on and play one more season? A lot of them, even though they got football left, and will just say, "Well, I've You know, I I need to just bow out gracefully here. Um, But that has not been Tom Brady's style. So who's to say? Only he can decide when the last chapter is really written. And um, he certainly has come back already a couple times. We'll see. It's really, it's damn interesting. It really is. All right, we'll get to the raise and your mailbag questions coming up. But first, I want to tell you how to save money on your electric bill. It's called May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been installing solar electric systems in the area for 13 years. There's a lot of these fly-by-night companies, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. How long will they guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty? Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection. That's where all... Your appliances. That's what they're calling the May Difference. If you visit the Hudson Showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install. They will customize it to your needs. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. So you know exactly who's doing the job up there on that roof, pounding in those solar panels. Those are Billy May's guys, and that's important. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727 819 2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of those appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819- 2862. Boy, it looked like the combination, Steve, between the bullpen and some really kind of lackadaisical defensive play was going to doom the uh-huh. Rays again. They almost, almost got swept by the Chicago Cubs, but they managed to get one game, and it, it was a big one. A um, couple of home runs. Brandon Lau, uh, had one in the uh, seventh inning, I think. And mm-hmm. then, of course, a big blow by Jose Surrey well, wins the game for him 4-3. to three, But it, the game ended, by the way, with the bases loaded and an absolute laser to left field that really was run down on a nice play by Randy Rosarena to save it and to uh, to give the Rays uh, one win. They're 40th win. They are 40-18. and 18. Anybody have that on the bingo card out of the first 58 games? They would win 40 of them?
2: Well, I don't think I had that pace. I mean... What uh, two years? No, just think about this though. Two, three years, whatever the COVID year was, they went right. forty and twenty.
1: 20. Uh, that's. I mean, it's right
2: there, right? It's a Sixty I mean, game schedule, and they finished forty and twenty. So they're a little bit ahead mm-hmm. of that pace, but basically, what they did in the was that the, that was the twenty twenty season, right? Mm-hmm. Which they ended up going on to the World Series, and they
1: went to the World Series, and lost to the Dodgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. So. Good start. But you and I were texted back and forth. So the first two games of the series, as we talked last night, defensive lapses, not necessarily errors, but defensive lapses, gave up the winning runs both times. They're up 4-3 in the ninth. Walls, yeah. No, it was Well, yeah, Walls earlier. On the first game, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Today and and Wednesday in the the last game of the series, Paredes gets the hot grounder at third, sidearms it to second, nowhere near second base. Brendan Lau, yeah. a great play to.
1: He saved a run. Mm-hmm. I, I think that goes overlooked because the play he makes, even though he takes him way off the bag, to keep that ball from going in the, in the right field and, mm-hmm. and prevent the tying run from scoring, that was the ball game. It should have been an, an inning-ending double play, a game-ending yep. double play, uh, and it turned out to be just an error, a throwing error. Um, and he had another, I, I don't know if they scored it in an error, but he had another ball get thrown at third. Mm -hmm. parades did um so yeah kind of kind of loose on defense they had the pop fly the other night drop between lao and low uh low and right field lao at second base and that was ruled a double but it probably shouldn't have been an earned run when they lost that game so yeah it's just some sloppy play not much offense to say the least and then a bullpen that man i mean if you're invested in this team you go straight for the tums when when they when they bring in the the relief guys because and Colin Poche I know his numbers are good because there's runners inherited and there's the ones that count on your ERA but you tell me every time Colin Poche Poche gets in the game that you're not expecting something awful to happen <laughs> at some point like and it's not like he's good like he's got great stuff and he's left-handed and all the things that you, you know and he, and he attacks hitters but. Just just something that you just – nothing gives you a calm feeling about him when he comes into the game in high-leverage situation. He gave up a run um, and uh, could have been more, but, you know, and then they managed to get out of it with, what, Jalen Beeks the last inning.
2: Well, and Kevin Kelly was in first, but – That's right. To be honest, the first time Kevin Cash comes out of the dugout to take take out a pitcher, you start getting the Tums out because it doesn't matter which bullpen pitchers coming in.
1: No. You don't
2: have – as a fan – you don't have confidence they're going to get through it. They usually do, which is what's right. amazing about it. 40 and 18 work, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it, it, whether – you know, Jason Adams has been shaky of late, even Pete yes. Fairbanks a little bit. But, yep. you know, Kevin Kelly and Jalen Beeks and Colin Pochet, yep. and you just – you're going, ooh, ooh. I mean, you reach for it early in the games now. I
1: mean, as soon as that starter's coming out, you're like, ooh. oh. How yeah, are we going to get through this? In acid. And they usually do. And here's do. the thing, like – I mean, but even beaks, okay, so so the bases are loaded and he goes three oh to the hitter mm-hmm. with the bases loaded, the tying one yep. at third. You're like, this is over, man. Like I know I've seen this movie, right? Like a million mm-hmm. times. He's gonna walk this guy, next guy's gonna get a hit or a walk. This could be back to back walk off walks. And he he gets him to three and one and then I believe it was a full count. Yeah. Oh, yeah, full count. Um, and, yep. and the the guy then he fouled off an, a pitch. He fouled off. It he fouled, a full, uh, yeah, he fouled off account. a three two pitch. That was a good pitch that mm-hmm. that he was should have struck him out. But then he hits an absolute laser to left field. I mean, and it's starting to hook towards the corner a little bit. And if Randy doesn't get a good jump on that ball, it's it's over. It's game over. He's going to go to the corner and at least two runs will score, um, and it's a walk off. But he got a nice jump, made a nice play. And, and it was funny because after the game, you know, you get the proverbial "Oh, what'd you think of Jalen's, you know, beaks and getting, getting out of that jam." It's like, yeah, he got the he uh, got the pop or line drive, whatever, to left field. Like, you wanted to just say, "Yeah, we got lucky." <laughs> okay, that guy, that guy hit the hell out of the ball. But here's the thing: you'd rather do that. That's why if you get to those, you know, those three ball counts, like he might hit one at one of your guys. Your guys might make the play. So go ahead and you don't want to just serve it up, but like it's better than putting a guy on or walking in a run. Mm-hmm. And um you know, it, it worked out for him and it was probably a much easier trip and flight to Boston than it would have been cuz getting swept by the Cubs is not much fun. They're not they're not a very good team this year from an overall record standpoint, but uh they struggled to score runs up there. And for all that, you know, here's the other thing about it. I was thinking about this too. So Brandon Lau, which I don't understand why he's still batting fourth. Like you want to play him, play him. Like I would, I would take some of the pressure off. Maybe drop him down in the order a little bit. Not cash, man. And you know what? He came up with one of the biggest hits of the year because that that helped win them a ball game. They're down two to nothing, and he gets the jack and gets them back in it. And up to that point, they had scored one run in the entire series. Now he did you
2: know, bat six today, but that was going against a lefty because they gave right. they gave Franco the day off, so they did yeah. pull him down in the order because it was lefty on lefty.
1: That's true. That's true. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Um, but he still he managed to contribute in a big way, and um, you know, and Jose Siri now with what ten home runs or nine home runs something like that he had he has as many that's home 10 runs. Now. It's as, ten. Yep. It's ten. Yeah. So he he's eclipsed anything he's done. You know, in in the number of games he played a year ago, mm-hmm. um, he's an interesting player because you see, like he had a couple of misplays in the outfield the other day. Um, yeah, he had a rough game against the Dodgers. Didn't run to first base on a play, mm-hmm. and so he's still raw. And you're still like, kind of like, eh, I don't know. But boy, does does he have the flair for the spectacular, mm-hmm. the spectacular defensive play, the big throw, um, and then the big hit and the big fly. I mean, he's got power. Like, it's rare to find a guy with that much speed The also has that much power. I mean, he's just another one of those Rays that's on pace to hit, what, 30 home runs, 28, 30 home runs? There's a bunch of them mm-hmm. out there that could do it. Yeah. Well, hopefully
2: so, some uh, reinforcements coming. Sean Armstrong pitched mm-hmm. uh, two, one, two, three innings in Durham on, on Wednesday. Should well, be his final good. rehab start. Should join the, the team in Boston this weekend. Uh, Rays have oh, an off day today, so. Uh, they'll yeah. get some rest there in Boston. Uh, Zach Littell. Oh, will, oh, will they? Well,
1: <laughs> the Boston yeah. flu. Oh, they'll rest all right. <laughs> they'll, they'll be resting all right. They're just eating crab cakes, man. Nothing yeah. going. Nothing to see here. Get some chowder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, Zach Littell, uh should start a rehab assignment by the end of the weekend, and then okay. uh, the Rays have a double header Saturday, so they'll get to call up a twenty seventh player, most likely to be Cooper Criswell or Yanni Chirinos. Okay. Uh, for, to help with that game. You get that 27th player in the... Uh, I like Yanni. The,
1: you know what? I like Yanni Chirinos, man. I, can't they mm-hmm. find a place for him on this on this roster permanently? If he throws I, strikes. I think he does a really good job. Yeah.
2: When he's on, he does.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's got to be on because he's not, an, he's not necessarily a power pitcher. But he's got mm-hmm. the heavy sinker, get the ground balls, mm-hmm. can put together multiple innings. I think they'd I, like to I, see I kinda, him
2: up here. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty... I, at this point, it's what? Him or Fleming?
1: Yeah, I definitely would, definitely with be Yanni over Fleming at this point, I would, based on the last outing anyway.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, What the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: So we'll see. I mean, you know, big ALE series in Boston and, um, and then they come home. And, and uh, it's a seven-game seven road trip, eight days or whatever. Um, they'll be here before you know it. Okay, so we got. On oh, all star um, voting has started. So,
2: how, how many rays do oh, you think you make right. the all
1: star game? All right, let's think about this.
2: um And, and this, is, this is obviously without looking at around the league. We're just doing it off the top of our head. No, here. no, no.
1: I, I, I'll i tell you who I think is deserving. And I, I think if you have the best record in the American League, or in this case, on mm-hmm. all of baseball at this point, you have to think that they're going to get some votes. Now, again. The, you know Tampa Bay is not New York it's not LA it's not mm-hmm. some of the bigger markets Houston you know there's going to be um you know plenty of bigger markets that get a lot of the vote share but and and Baltimore's had a nice season as well mm-hmm. so okay I'm going to go in no particular order <sighs> uh I think Wander Franco's going to get it just because he's Wander Franco. And he's hitting around 300. He's starting to get, get toasty again. I think Randy Orozarena gets it too.
2: I think he can get voted. I don't think Wander gets voted in.
1: You think Wander is one of those added guys?
2: I, I I just I don't think he's big enough yet okay. nationally where he gets voted. I think Rosarena gets voted in. Okay, so Rosarena gets a vote. I think he's uh, about, probably the only Ray that gets voted in. I don't think Yandy Diaz really? gets voted in.
1: Because because Yandy to me I think is deserving as any player on. Oh uh, no team. no
2: I, I'm, I I just but I, but it's a popularity. But you contest. don't think he'll get
1: the fan vote? I, yeah yeah
2: I, yeah I just don't think I don't think enough fans know about Yandy Diaz.
1: And he's a first baseman, which is a heavy position when it comes to all star voting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of good first basemen. How about uh, on, on the pitching side? Shane McClanahan for sure. Yes. And then would you and say? Eflin should too. Zach Eflin, yeah. I mean, he's what. Eight and seven, eight and one, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you're going, you should, should be
2: honest. You're going wins.
1: McClanahan's
2: right. first with eight, and Eflin's yep. tied for second with seven.
1: And both with outstanding ERAs.
2: Yeah. Eflin's at 330, which is mm-hmm. good, and I wouldn't say great. McClanahan's at 207. He's like second or third in the league or in, in baseball.
1: I mean, this could be the second time in, in, in as many years. I don't know if it'll happen, but I mean, he certainly has an argument to start the All Star game again. Mm-hmm. he did a year ago so but definitely an all-star and I and it stops there right I mean I, I don't think there's anybody else that I mean, uh, Josh Lowe probably deserves a look but I don't think he's going to get in yeah he probably won't get in but he's had a nice nice start the season for sure yeah well that wouldn't be bad I mean you could get maybe as many as I mean, five. you
2: know like like for Yanni Diaz let's, let's look at first baseman here let me let me pull up here first. I mean,
1: that's what it comes down to. There's just somebody, so there's probably some like Anthony Rizzo's base.
2: batting 304 with 11 home runs.
1: OK, well, he's also plays for the Yankees. Well, and that's what I'm saying.
2: And Yandy Diaz is yeah. 310 with 12 home runs. I mean, so
1: they're comparable. But one guy's more well known. But is and, Rizzo going to uh,
2: get more votes than Yandy Diaz? Most likely. Probably. yeah. Is Vladimir Guerrero going to get more votes than Yandy Diaz? Could.
1: Absolutely. Good. He he's yeah. having
2: a good. I mean, he's 286, eight home runs. 30, I mean, it's a good season. I, not.
1: But the name the name recognition is better. Mm hmm.
2: Right, I mean that's that's always the hard part when you're Tampa Bay is to get an all-star starting to get the fan vote in. Right, right. It's got to be a player that fans nationwide know about and is having a right. great season. Yandy is having a great season, but I think if you if you if you're going to talk about players in the Rays, people have heard about or know about Randy Rosarina from the World Baseball yep. Classic in the pose in the in the postseason a few years ago. I mean that's a yeah, name that Series. baseball fans know. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of fans know Yandy Diaz's name. They should.
1: Yeah, but they probably don't. You're right.
2: You know, and that's and he al- plays that's first always base. that's always the hard part of of All-Stars. You know, it's, I'm looking at a shortstop here. Bo Bichette is leading the American League in hitting 333 average with 11 home runs. He's hard probably more well off. known than Wander Franco. Yeah, yeah. You know, Bobby Witt the rookie in Kansas. He's not a good average, but a lot of home runs. Anthony Volpe's mm-hmm. having a, at least home run-wise. Okay, His average season. is yeah. below 200. He shouldn't get in. But, yeah. You know, you got Carlos Correa as a name. you got Corey Seager as a name on a very good Texas right. team. He's batting 319, right. by the way. He's only played about half the game, so I think he was hurt.
1: He was injured.
2: But, I, I mean, I think Wander Franco makes the team.
1: Yeah, you're right. You might not get voted, although he does. He does get some national press. He does. I mean,
2: I, I could be wrong on that. I, I mean, I, I, you know, is he deserving of it? I mean, I, I think it's probably him or Bo Bichette are probably the most two deserving yeah, in the American League. Yeah. As far as the seasons they're yeah. having,
1: they'll probably both be on the team, but it'll be they'll be well represented for sure.
2: You know, if we look at uh, um, outfielders, I mean, Aaron Judge is going to make it.
1: Oh, God, he's on fire. He'll be the still. top vote yeah. in the
2: American League. Mike yeah, Trout's having a good year. Yeah. Araza Rain is up there. Um, mm-hmm.
1: What do you do with Shohei Atani? Where does he play? Is he a pitcher? Well, well, I mean, he's, a he's a
2: DH or a pitcher. Yeah, okay. He doesn't play the outfield, so he would be a, the DH position or pitcher.
1: Okay. He'll be on there, obviously, I mean, just because he's Shohei time
2: Adolis you know, Garcia is having a good year, fourteen home runs in the outfield. So, I mean, but I think Randy Rosario can get the vote there.
1: I'm going to say five Rays. I'm going to say five, four for sure, and then maybe as as many as five.
2: Which would be two
1: pitchers and three position players. It would be great. And Josh Lowe would, probably he,
2: deserves it, but he, I don't think he'll make it.
1: No, he'll he'll have to go another. It's, you, you know, generally, you make it the year after you deserve it, but yeah.
2: I mean, he's he's um, got a higher batting average, the same amount of home runs, and twice as many stolen bases as a Rosarino In right. eight, in eight
1: less games, this is all he's ever done, though. He mm-hmm. this is his oh, first yeah. year. That's no, what I'm saying.
2: So, I mean, he's having yeah. a all-star season Caliber stat-wise. Year. I don't think he'll make the team.
1: Right, at least a year from now, different, different absolutely,
2: story. absolutely.
1: You know, but yeah, you'll take you'll take five races. I mean, that's that's outstanding. It's going back to like the post-08 race, you know, Mm -hmm. when you get that many players out there. So that'll be cool. All
2: right, before we go, we'll get to a mailbag question here. And Tommy had tweeted us. He says, guys, who do you think has been the most improved player on the Rays so far this season?
1: Immediately, my mind goes to Josh Lowe.
2: That's not my first Um, choice.
1: Although, who are you
2: going to quibble with? He's phenomenal.
1: Okay, give me yours.
2: My first thought was Taylor Walls.
1: That's yeah, a really good one, really good one. I, I couldn't argue with that. I could not argue with that. For the home runs, for the defense, particularly the bat. I mean, where he's improved the most, though, because mm-hmm. he's always a terrific glove, is is just his hitting. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's offensively he's he's night and he is sort of night and day. Now, I would say I, I'd be very comfortable with that. I, I would say that low, how, however, for what he's given them mm-hmm. with the long ball, with the stolen bases. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty good outfield play. Uh, he's completely turned it around. Like that was a that was probably a bigger jump for him than it was even for Taylor. But yeah, no, I couldn't quibble well, with Taylor. And Walsh.
2: I guess my first thought went to Taylor because my first thought with Josh is this is more of the jump from Triple A to the majors. I mean, he did come up last year, but he didn't stick around that long.
1: That's um, true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah.
2: you could make a case for Jose Siri.
1: You could absolutely, you could.
2: Uh, and even Yandy the, Diaz, to be honest, although I I wouldn't say most improved, but he's hitting a lot better. And not not that he yeah. hit poorly last year,
1: but but the power numbers, and that's the thing for all these guys, right? Surrey for for mm-hmm. for Yandy, who's eclipsed his his home run total last year, career high already. Like the power numbers is what really has jumped out at you. Um, but yeah, those are all those are all good ones. Taylor Walls, I like I like that a lot. He looks like a different player at the plate. You know, he's had impactful at-bats, both sides, a lot of home runs. Could you make a case um, for Shane McClanahan? Well, I mean, the record the record is certainly there in the ERA. Here's the thing about Shane, like, and this might be totally unfair. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've seen his best yet. I agree. I, I think he started out the season with so many bases on balls that even despite all that he's done with this great record in ERA, that he hasn't been as dominant as you know he can be, and maybe he's a victim of his own expectations, or the ones that he set for other people, but um, you could make you could definitely make an argument for it. But it, it, it's about what he did a year ago, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. No, I mean, I last year he was twelve but, and
2: eight with a two five four ERA. Yeah,
1: but I mean, at, at this at this same mm-hmm. point, he was also the All Star starter a year ago. Yeah, yeah. So he got off to a great start, and he, then he got kind of. I think he got tired because he hadn't pitched that many innings before, and I think he kind of hit a wall there for a while, and he finished up good, but like. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely, you could definitely put him up there because he's an ace, and, he, and you know, everything he's done has been great. It's just the bases on balls has not been sort of what his standard is. What about a Aramis? We didn't even mention.
2: I mean, he's got <laughs> last, last year. Randy. What? He, last year he hit two sixty three <laughs> with twenty home runs. He's yeah. already had eleven home runs and batting almost three hundred this year.
1: He's a different player. I don't know that he's a different player. I think he's off to a better start, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Oh, he like, definitely is. This is this is definitely what he's capable of and always mm-hmm. has been capable of. But he's evened out his performance. And I and it goes back and there's no way and there's no way around this. Like it began in the world baseball classic and it began with the posing and you know what he did for Mexico mm-hmm. and he just he picked it up and, and carried it right into the season because we know he's a big game, you know, he's a big big time. Uh, the bigger the spotlight, the better he plays. It gave him uh, big
2: time games before the season began. That's it, and I think it, it put
1: him in a mindset. It put him in a mindset and a confidence and a showmanship that just carried on into the regular season. And so there wasn't that sort of slow roll up until you know until he hits his stride because he's been sort of a notorious slow starter at times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, th- he, I think he, he feeds off the team start. winning too. Oh, sure he does. I think Absolutely. part
2: of, part of his. Big game mentality in that is and the team yeah, got off man. to, what, 13 in a row or whatever it was to start the season.
1: 14 in a row, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, it was
2: that was part of it too.
1: When you're – and also, not for nothing, and they've had a couple of bad crowds, but when you're generally playing in front of, you know, mm-hmm. 21, 22,000 versus six or seven, you're going to feel that. You're going to feel that buzz. And they created it themselves, like you said, by winning all those games in a row. So they were part of a big story and and they were cool and they were you know everyone wanted to see like who's making them go and they all they all took ownership of it and um and so yeah he he has he has started the way you'd hope he'd play all year if he can maintain it great um but what you know yeah why wouldn't we mention him for an MV, for an mvp i mean most improved anyway um again the thing about a rosarena is you know that's in there cuz you've seen it it's just you're seeing it earlier, and you're seeing it more consistently. And I think he's great. He's grown up as a hitter. Look, he used to be the guy that didn't want to see any charts, just was going to go up there and want to know how hard the guy was throwing. Mm-hmm. What's, he th- what's he throwing? How hard is he throwing? That's all he wanted to know. Now, I think he's been more selective. I think he understands how people are trying to get him out. Um, and, you know, it's it's paid off. You know, that information that he's getting, whatever it is, um, he's putting it to good use. So, it's just, it's a great problem to have when you have so many players, you can't decide who's whos had the best year, you know, because the answer is they've all had a really great year, and that's why their team has won 40 games, which is just, just remarkable. Good question. We'll get to more of those questions, I'm sure, as the final day comes on and yeah. maybe over into next week as well. And we're
2: going to have Matt Baker um, tomorrow as well. We're going to talk some uh, SEC media days as he was up in Destin, Alabama, or, or Destin, Florida. Uh, no, it no, wasn't in. We were thinking it was in Hoover, but it was actually in Destin,
1: Florida. (laughs) It's right. Destin, Florida, Panhandle, beautiful place. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's got a nice long drive that he can talk to us uh, from from the phone if he wants to. So that'll be fun to talk about a little SEC football. Are they going to play eight games,
2: nine games in conference? Uh, It's such a decision. Play nine. Just come on. Give the fans uh, you know what? what? They want. You play
1: you you play whatever the TV wants to pay you to play. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, TV contract money. Yeah, uh, he wants look, to play eight or nine.
2: Look, I like the Big Ten. I like the fact they play nine conference games. Yeah, I want to see more conference games. I don't want to see. Little no Sisters one wants to, the four. to see.
1: Yeah, no one wants to see Florida play a compass school. Mm-hmm. You know, East Middleton, in Tennessee, Southern. You know, like you just don't. You don't need to see that. And and it's good those teams come down and get shellacked and get a big paycheck, and, you know, everybody's 2nd Gator fan is like, oh, we kicked the-. like It's just, especially with going about, to 12 like, teams in the playoff.
2: yeah Now a, a, a loss, now early, a loss wins, isn't going right? to hurt you. A loss isn't going to hurt gonna you. Not going to
1: knock you out. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Like Florida State plays LSU the first weekend of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, both those teams are going to be really, really good, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I think Florida State's going to win the ACC. One of them's going to lose. It's not going to. It's not going to crush them. Not going to do it. So, yeah, I. That's the thing about you know, and even even within the conference, like there are just teams that you figure if you're Alabama or, or you know, even Florida, um, you figure you're going to go in and, and crush them, you know, and 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 there's a lot of those games, and it just seems like. Know, be better entertainment, at least, if you're going to pay all that money for the TV rights if you just played more conference games. But um, we'll talk to Matt about th- that and other issues, I'm sure, as far as the future of college football and everything we can think of with that, which is I saw the other day, and I don't know the, the answer to this uh, with college football, um, but as we're doing this podcast, we are some 99 days away from the season opener for the National Football League. Which means Under we're less days. than 90 for college football at that point. Yes, that's right cuz they start what a week or two 10 days earlier. No, they
2: early. start Labor Day and if you're going to count week 0, there's a few games the week before.
1: Week 0, yeah, I got got count week 0. Yeah. So yeah. No, it's it's not that far away, man. And how do I know this because my vacation's not that far away. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's like hey, 11 and a half months. Okay, okay, finally get to go. Oh, got to go back to work now for another 11 months. Got to get that comp time, in. Yeah, man. Yeah, whatever that is. All right, so thanks for listening. We'll have Matt tomorrow, talk a little college football, get some more of your mailbag questions maybe, and of course the Rays have the day off, so we'll see what they do as they head up over the weekend against the Boston Red Sox. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tempe Times. Have a great day, everybody.